Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Topics. Uh, it's Toby and Graham here as usual. Uh, this week we've not really picked specific subjects to talk about as such. We've just got loads of little things that have happened over the bank holiday weekend and just other little topics that have sort of popped up in our minds over the last sort of few days. And uh, yeah, I guess that's what we're going to discuss this week. I quite like it. It's like a free for all. Yeah. It's like an open floor where I can just bring up everything that no one, that annoys me. Which you would also do in a pub. Yes, exactly. So it there works. It, it fits the bill. Uh, yeah. um, but before, how was your weekend? It was a long weekend, which was nice. But yeah, how was it? It was a long weekend. Wait, uh, oh, we've actually got to address something. You're here. Oh, yeah. I, I said in the here. last podcast that you wouldn't yeah. be here. Yes. But you are. Um, I am here because, well, it's Scotland. So the weather was absolutely terrible. Uh, in fact, so right now in on the Isle of Mull, which is where I would have woken up this morning, it is about zero degrees and snowing. Sweet. And I would have been in a tent. Yeah. And the car we're taking around doesn't even have a heater. <laughs> so we looked at the forecast and thought, nah. Yeah. So we're instead of going on Sunday and... The weather forecast next week is great. It's much, much yeah. better. So, I mean... 19, 20 degrees here. Obviously, here, Scotland, Scotland, Scotland's minus. Scotland, but. Yeah. <laughs> but it is it is an improvement. So, uh, so, yeah, here for another week, here for another taste of sweet sweet beers and um and then next week i will have buggered off yeah exactly how so how was your weekend weekend was swell weekend was very good i watched the formula no it's not called the formula w is it it's w the series w series which was uh, i really enjoyed i really enjoyed that and otherwise i mean i just uh, oh went to bought a car with my older brother um uh, second hands super high mileage it's got 189,000 miles and so far it's running so you know, <laughs> it's 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 uh yeah we'll see how long that goes for I guess like we said the other day the benefit is that it's a diesel engine and it's German yes so. exactly it to be honest actually it, it, it seems like quite an exciting purchase and uh, it's a nice place to be inside it's of that era of car though where you know when cars were beginning to get really smart but they were, hadn't refined the smartness. So the beeps when it's angry at you are the noisiest, most ear-shattering beeps <laughs> I've ever had. Like at the moment, I think the, uh, when the front of lights is gone. So every time you start the car, it's like a key in ignition. Beep, like that. And then it just does another one. I don't know, just to let you know, like, hi, <laughs> I'm here and I'm an Audi. And then if you don't, um, if you don't put your... Um, foot on the clutch fast enough it starts bleeping at you because you can't start the car without putting your foot on the clutch which to me who drives cars from two, the year 2000 is brand new information to me <laughs> but um, yeah it's incredibly noisy and obnoxious in a all covered in nice leather so <laughs> <laughs> sounds very German yeah it's kind of like a German supermodel really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how's your weekend been? yeah good uh Busy. I uh, did a lot around the house, as I've just shown you upstairs. We've sorted nice. out the study room, um, which, like I say, we, we took six hours to do one cupboard, which sounds like an exaggeration, but it honestly wasn't. I even forgot about lunch. Like I never do that. That's very weird. For I know. Me. I know. Yeah. So we did that. Uh, went on a bike ride. Obviously, went to Neon Raptor Brewery again because second week in a row. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and I also went to a burger place in Nottingham that wasn't Annie's Burger Shack. I saw you, traitor. I know. I felt awful. I even had to walk past Annie's to get there. No, how was it though? 
It was good. So I was recommended this by um, someone at work, and it no, it was good. The, the The quality of the actual meat of the burger was maybe a little bit better than Annie's, but it just wasn't Annie's. You know, Annie's are just so over the top. And this, I had a, a Moomite burger, so it was obviously beef burger with, um, I think it had pulled pork, bacon on top, and it was all sort of cured and marinated in Marmite. And it, it was very, very nice, but it was very expensive, and for a pint of Gamma Ray, I paid £6.5. Wow. Yeah. So, um, I felt so bad about not going to Annie's that I'm going tomorrow night and Sunday. <laughs> Animal. Oh, I'm sure Annie will forgive you then. I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping so. I'm hoping so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my weekend. I think. Yeah. Cool. yeah that was about it, really. Um, but then, obviously, like you say, we watched the um, Formula No, the W series. Can I open this beer first? No. Please. Yes. Go on. Yes, because I'm a bit thirsty. Also, I'm really excited about this beer. Yeah. And I think we should crack into one before we talk about anything, especially motorsport, because I think I apparently tend to talk about it for quite a long time. Oh, only one or two <laughs> minutes, hours. Um, so this one I'm really excited for because it smells really good, and it's called a Habakrats, and it's from oh, how did the chap tell me? You Urchie 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 Brewery, which is over in I think it's. Dutch is it? Netherlands, yeah. Netherlands. Um, and this though is a one percent New England IPA. So super low alcohol, which is a big deal for me because um, a because I'm driving home, and b because um, beer sometimes gives me headaches. So sometimes meaning all the time. <laughs> all the time gives me headaches. So if we can, you know, if this is really exciting to have quite a adventurous brewery going for and you know go for flavour some New England IPA and super low alcohol so and we we know with 0% beers they are getting better but they do lack a little bit of flavour so I'm just wondering if maybe just that 1% how it gives it it might be the difference gives it a little bit more yeah but you have plenty of this one because it's basically alcohol free beer juice you do have a lot of free beer going but uh, it smells nice I had a good whip it smells like a New England IPA it looks like one too it's thick and cloudy yeah it was all it smells smells delicious yeah Yeah. it smells really good okay I'm quite excited yeah cheers cheers um it has a lot more flavour than a lot of 0% beers do yeah it's it's not thick, is it? It's not thick. It's, like it's a, very fizzy as well. And it's very... Yeah, it's too fizzy. I concur, definitely. It smells... Unfortunately, it smells way more exciting than it tastes. But it's... It's an improvement from 0% beers. It is, yes. And for only 1%, it's a good trade-off, really. You know, I can imagine you getting more things like that. Yeah, I can imagine making my way through these and enjoying them very much. And... They have got that New England IPA feel to it. I don't know if it's just sweet and juicy slightly. Yeah, it probably comes through with the nose as well a lot. Mm. But yeah, it has got that slight juicy element to it. So I think for me, for 1% beer, I'm actually very, very impressed. Because 
Well, I'm, I'm comparing it to 0% beers rather than comparing it to 8% New England IPAs. Yes. Which, yes, compared to 0% it is, it is a big deal, but, well, yes, I think it's... It's lacking a mouthfeel though, isn't it? It's so fizzy, it's almost harsh. Yeah, I think I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to be disappointed with it. Because I could probably enjoy quite a lot of it, but it is—it's too fizzy. Mm. I can already feel myself like all yeah. burpy and belchy, like I've had a like I've just downed a load of pop. So, but it, well, it means I'll take my time over it though. So, yeah, not bad. What would you, what would you rate that? Oh, okay. Do I? I might say, am I rating this based on it being a low alcohol beer, or am I rating this in the whole scheme of all beers for of all time? So, I think. I'm gonna rate it. Flavors and everything next to big beers, but I'm gonna probably give it an extra point or so because of how low alcohol it is. Yeah. If that makes sense, because yeah. like it's nonetheless it's still a beer and it's something you get at the pub, but it's got the bonus. The good thing about it is how low it is. Yeah. Um. So. I think I would give it, therefore, a 7 out of 10. Okay. Um, because it's, even though it's not super flavoursome, it smells really nice. And I think I would really enjoy drinking it and I'd feel like I'm having a craft beer. Yeah. Which is quite nice. Yeah. And the low alcohol thing is a really big deal. That's really, really cool. Okay, I think what you did is fair by sort of adding another point onto it because it's low alcohol. So what I'm going to, I'm going to, if, without that added point on, I would give it five and a half. Okay. Yeah. With the extra point, let's go, let's go six and a half. Okay. I think that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It'd be interesting to, it'd be interesting to pull it out of a, to have that poured out of a 4% can. Yeah. And see how it feels. I, I imagine it'd be. Would it be wholly disappointing or would we kind of be just about all right with it? Well, like we just discussed when we bought the beers, um, this is a New England IPA and we have another New England IPA to come a little bit later that would be a good comparison. That is true. I'm excited for that. Yes. Yeah, let's give that a go. Yeah. In the meantime. Yes. Formula W. The or W series. series. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep on getting that wrong. We are. So you, you watched it. I did watch it. I Same. did watch it. I didn't watch the qualifying. Oh no, I didn't. Which uh, it sounds like it was almost a good thing because was it televised? I couldn't find it anywhere. I'm not sure. I, I was I was working, but um, Jamie Chadwick destroyed the competition in qualifying. She qualified two, uh, about two seconds or yeah. over two seconds faster than which second place makes sense because she drives in Formula Two, three. Formula 3, she's and won, it's a Formula 3 she, car. She won a British Formula 3 yeah. race, I think she is. She's, yeah, she's a weapon. She's a... And then, so they did... Uh, for a bit of background, the W Series was obviously... Um, with For the W. Um, it was... It's a, a new series of... Worth for women. Worth for women, yeah. A new series of races for, for women. Um, and did you watch the beginning of the race? They told you how they selected all the, all the drivers... I, I know they had 54 part- yeah they had loads to begin with and they put them through loads of tests like uh, car handling tests you know like when you, you, know, you see how the way cars are tested on like those slippy oh, roads yeah. and everything they basically did all those kinds of tests with them and then they ended up putting them out uh, putting them out on a track in a Porsche 
and seeing how they got through that. And that was like the next stage. They didn't end up end, uh, uh, like ever actually getting into a single seater until like the last stages of um, of like the selection. Really? And most of them have never been in a single seater before. Oh, really? A lot of them come from like Porsche Cup and rally racing and stuff like that. It's cool. It's really good. I, yeah, I thought the race was wicked. I thought the race was um, okay, not wicked actually. That's yeah, that's that's too too nice. It was exciting though. I thought it was really exciting. I thought they had you had your good Danny Gaviat moment at the beginning with the the, the torpedo. Yeah, I mean that was. I don't. That was an epic torpedo. That was. I watch. <laughs> watch. If you if you get a chance, watch the replay for anyone who's listening. But it was mad. It was. She was going she, so much quicker than she everyone was else. hundred yards behind, <laughs> and she must have been going yeah about forty miles an hour faster than everyone else. It was just team. That was. She it wouldn't was a, have stopped if the straight went on for another two hundred meters. To be honest, that was kind. Of, yeah, that was the kind of thing where it's like you. Sh- if it's such early days that it'd be harsh to but if you were in almost any other series I do believe that driver would have been given a race ban yes yeah. like Roman Grosjean was given one back in Spa 2012 yeah. I guess the only thing is there's only six races in this series so well, yeah. but and what she's done there is she's missed she's missed that race that's just been and you know knocked someone else out as well yeah that's a sixth of the whole, ser- whole season gone yeah and it's but it was such a foolish move. It was the most. Mad. It really was. It was a proper foolhardy move. I don't know whether maybe. I don't think there was an issue with the car. To be honest, I think it was just a error, over excitement and human yeah. error. But um, yeah, after that though, um, it was just um, Jamie Chadwick dominating. Really, she it lost, was lost a spot on the first lap, they but got then it back got, got it back after the safety car, and uh, and it was pretty. I, I enjoyed it though. I I think I, what I enjoyed was the Formula 3 cars and the drivers who really were pretty damn evenly matched. There was constant battles all going through and it was, you know, and, it was, and they were able to follow each other really closely mm. and were able <clears throat> to put off, put off, um, pull off some pretty sick moves. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I have lots of ups and downs about it. So, um yeah, parts of the race were, were very exciting. Actually, you know, the, the whole race was exciting. And that's where my other issue comes in. It's because it was so short. It was half an hour plus one lap. And we had the first uh, over 10 minutes at the begin, beginning behind a safety car. It was so, a long time behind a safety car. Yes, yeah, so then you've only got 20 minutes of the race left. And by the time, I remember um, one of the commentators said, it's like, oh, you know, this has been a very exciting start. She said that with 10 laps left. I was like, well, no, we're now getting towards the end. Mm. It's like it, feel, it just felt like just as everything was starting to get a little bit exciting and you know, everyone was settling into the race, and it, it just stopped. Yeah, it was a short I found that I found that a bit annoying. Um, the commentators, I can't remember her name, but um, she was with David Coulthard. Oh, yes. And I thought they were okay. Apart, she, because it was so short, I think she was trying to make the whole thing really exciting. So she had this like really fast-paced, energetic mm. voice on the whole time. I actually only think... I think David Coulthard only said two words. She, he just literally physically couldn't get a word in edgeways. I think... Yeah, I think... I, I, yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. She was pumping in loads of energy into... Yeah. I, but I think it's it's the kind of thing... I remember when Formula, Formula E was in its first season and... The, commentate, the commentary again, it just had all these little yeah. glitches like that which... It's the first race. I'll get there, won't it? Yeah, I think so, and I think it's actually it's 
It could be pretty damn good. I think you can tell that they've pumped a, f- a decent amount of money into it. You know, having people like David Coulthard and, and Ted Kravitz, yeah. they're always they're always well they're always in the Formula One um, commentary team. So that, yeah. that's always that's pretty good. And I quite like the fact that they're all actually racing the exact same car. Yeah. So it, it does come down to pure talent. Although what annoys me is there's not much on the cars to tell whose is whose. It's so confusing. So and they've got about three different colour schemes, have they? Three colours. So like, I think there's about four cars of each colour. And so no one can tell who who is. Commentators can't either. No. It get, I thought that was really tricky. And then you know, on the next race, they all switch, switch cars. Oh, do they? Yeah. So I was thinking, what if someone's ruined a car? I don't know. They, I don't, they obviously didn't explain that well enough. But yeah, they all switch cars and they all switch mechanics. So you don't keep anything the same. I get the idea there, but the car, it would be great if they had their own cars just with their own decals and liveries on it yeah. or something like that. It would make a big difference. Yeah. But um, Easier to watch. Easy to watch. Yes. Yes, exactly. It just would be way, way better. But... Um, First, first attempts though, I was impressed. Um, yeah, impressed. Yeah, I think I was. It's always a shame when they finish and there's not crowds or anything there to watch I know. the celebration. Yeah. And it was a bit sad when you see them driving around. There's like four people. Sat, yeah. Sat around. That's it. Hopefully that will grow. I don't know if they, they did it at Hockenheim. At least they did it at a good circuit. So, mm. I mean, they should do. Those cars are fast. You know that. 250 horsepower weigh about 500 kilograms 560 yeah. kilograms including the driver so they're pretty pretty darn rapid actually they're, yeah well they must do 0 to 60 in about three and a half seconds or something like that i Jeez. imagine but uh yeah pretty pretty impressive they are absolutely rapid yeah um, well um formula one this weekend isn't it it is this weekend coming spanish barcelona spanish one yeah, yeah. is it warm enough yet for spain I feel like it's always like Spain's normally pretty warm, but I feel like oh, I know we're not in Spain, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. Probably in Spain it is. I think in Nice yeah. it's about eighteen degrees today. So I heard today that um, Ferrari are bringing up upgrade early. Yeah, their upgrade's ready, upgrade, which is sort of concerning to me because uh, they haven't exactly had the best reliability from their engine thus far this season, anyway. All their drivers. All their drivers. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, lots of teams, I think, thought to be bringing upgrades to, to Barcelona. I think uh, McLaren was saying that you know it could change things up again, yeah. sort of thing. McLaren have been very interesting. So for the last all of the years recently, McLaren are, have been so boisterous in their expectations for themselves. They kind of oh, we're going to be you know well up there this year. Yeah. This year, for the first time, they seem to actually be doing well. But they're always playing down expectations. But they've they've had quite a bit of personnel change. They have, yeah. I wonder if that's made quite a big difference. Possibly. Especially, uh, do you think Fernando going? Do you think it's been a positive move? Oh, I don't know. I don't think he's gone for very long. Mm. He'll, I think he'll be back. Do you think he's ended his... He's ended his Formula E... Sorry, his... his at the end of the season, his endurance uh, racing. Yeah, I saw has that. It's come to an end. But... I, I, McLaren would be foolish, in my opinion, to give up Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris at this. I just think, I think it would be a mistake. They've got Carlos Sainz and Lando Norris, who both are proving to be really strong, and also 
young in Formula One. They're, they're, they're long-term solutions for the team. And bringing in Fernando Alonso, who, even though he is kick-ass, he's only got, what, three seasons more in him at peak level? Maybe not, but that would be my expectation. I would stick and, you know, have two drivers who you could potentially have in your team for another 10 years. I would maybe do the same, but I don't know if they will. I don't know why, but <clears throat> I feel like, I just feel like he's not gone. I, Fernando sells as well is the thing. But if, if I were Fernando as well, I wouldn't come back unless I've got a chance of winning the World Championship. Yeah. And McLaren's not going to be good for that for at least and another three years. None of the big teams will take him anymore, I don't think. There's no. too many good drivers out there. Yeah. Uh, Mercedes, too many good young drivers. Mercedes there. is all booked up because even if Bottas goes, which who knows whether he will now because good he's start kicking the season, yeah. Uh, Ocon's there. Red Bull, I can't see them ever taking Fernando, no. just in any way. And Ferrari have got... Um, well, they've got Giovinazzi in the... Yeah. In the in the wings, who proved himself pretty strong last race, so I'm I'm just really I'm going to make a quick um, Formula One prediction. Ooh, love it! A long term prediction. Okay. So Williams are rubbish. Yes, unfortunately, so. Yeah, the drivers are not so rubbish. Kubica, I don't think he'll be around for long because age isn't on his side either. No. Um, but yeah, okay. So my prediction is, because of watching the W Series at uh, the weekend, Claire Williams was there. Oh. And she says she was there, you know, for support and just, you know, see what was going on and all that sort of stuff. But I think she's slightly there for recruitment purposes. And I think, because she's also the, um, well, she's deputy team principal, but she's team principal. Um, and, you know, she's a woman. I think she's going to grab um, Chadwick. That would be awesome. And I think she'll be racing for Williams in the next few years. That would be really interesting. Now, that's a... That's a very good... That's, I like that prediction. I, I think that's quite a reach of a prediction. Because... You know, it's, it's quite a risk bringing in a driver from a un, fairly unproven series... Yeah, but they did it with Lance Stroll. And he had, he, the only reason why they did it with him was because he had money. Yeah, but Lance Stroll had been in Formula 3, hadn't he? At proper Formula 3. And I know... I think Jamie Chavitt was in British Formula 3. Yeah. Um, which is still highly competitive and, and badass, but... But then if she if she but, keeps on kicking ass in this as well, you yeah. know, the more experience she can get in single-seaters... Yeah, pos- yeah. I mean, I'd like it. Really I'd like it very much. And... Yeah, it'd be pretty cool to see. But and I feel like with Williams' car not being great at the moment, I feel like they're going to keep on doing things like that. Yeah, yeah, to push the envelope of, yeah, in other ways, yeah. in Formula One, sort of. Yeah, I, I, that'd be great. That'd be pretty cool. I quite like that. But yeah, uh, yeah whether it will not, I don't know. What's your thoughts on the closer predictions? Barcelona. Okay, um, I think it's going to be a boring result, and I think it's going to be Hamilton, Bottas, Leclerc, Vettel. Oh, okay, really? Yeah. I think I think Ferrari are going to bring it this weekend, because this is where they did testing, this is where their car was strong, this is where they made their car. So I think they will come... 
with a really nice car and it will be Vettel, Hamilton, Verstappen, Leclerc. Okay. Verstappen is up there. I think Verstappen could be up there. Verstappen, I was reading the other day, he he hasn't finished lower than fourth the whole season, you know. Really? And he's actually, you know, he's... Dark horse. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of waiting in the wings, really. Yeah. He's actually not out of it for the World Championship by any means yet this year. I think he is. I know, like, technically, no, but in terms of the car, yes. Uh, I don't think the car is good enough to all of a sudden... I, I don't know. Red Bull are the weapons of development in Formula 1. They outdevelop everybody. Oh, I, don't think, I don't think they'll be able to do it to this extreme. Is that, is, that, is that your longer term big prediction for the whole year that Verstappen's going to win the World Championship? No, unfortunately not, no. But I would love it. I'd love it if he became a... Well, I'd love it if he won. But I, I like to think that he will end, this, end the season third place again, something like that. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. yeah. I think ahead of the Ferraris. Really? Yeah, that's my, that's my hope. Should we, should we crack on and open a beer? Yes. Crack open this beer, which you chose. Here you go. So th- this is the comparison. So you're, you've got the 1% uh, New England IPA that we just had. And this is a uh, 7.7% wow. double New England IPA. Crikey. And uh, it's from Black Iris Brewery in Nottingham. Collaboration with Hop Hideout. And it's called Larger Than Life. And it's got a big elephant with a party hat on it. It has. I think, it's, is it in, I think it's they're celebrating their fifth birthday. Ah. It's, it's it looks nice. It looks like they've done it all on chalkboard. Yeah, all the design. Oh, that smells nice as well. How much do you want? Because you're broken. I uh, will just have... That's enough, thanks. <laughs> Unfortunately, so that's such a tiny amount. It's rubbish. It's like a spoonful. This is the most stupid thing. Oh. <laughs> Right. Well, I best enjoy this Cheers. tiny mouthful. So you what? The one percent smell. Yeah, it there. does. I was totally thinking that this is. It doesn't smell of much, and it doesn't. I guess it looks. It is fairly murky, but I thought the the head looks creamier on that one. It doesn't yes. look like ridiculously yes. fizzy. Yes, it's not just bubbles. Well, fizzy bubbles. Oh. Actually, when your nose gets in there, it does, it's a... I like that. That's... Oh, that's powerful. It's bitter. I, yeah, that's why I like it. I quite like bitter ones. Hmm. It's, bit, it's bitter and warming. I, I can taste the alcohol in that one. Yeah, I can smell the alcohol. Mm. Which is something I never like. I never like it when... And I'm surprised, because this is only 7.7. Yeah. Not only in terms of, obviously, that's a very alcoholic beer, but... Well, there are some that are much more and hides the alcohol. Yeah, exactly. And for the, for one at 7.7 to smell the alcohol, I think that's a bit of an unachievement. Yeah. Or, you know, I think that's a bit of a... Uh, a little bit of a flop on that behalf. I'm not yeah, saying the rest yeah, of the yeah. beer is not really good, but... I personally quite like that bit. I think that's... It's not the best, but it's... I don't think it's that great. I don't think it's that, I don't think it's that flavoursome. I'm not tasting much. Mm. I'm really enjoying that. I think it's because well, you you don't like the bitterness to it. No, but the bitterness is gone now after my yeah. initial initial taste, and now it's I'm just not getting much. It doesn't have a lot of the like fruity flavors in it that I was expecting. No, I was expecting it to be in, yeah, and you in the IPA. I was expecting it to be a bit more juicy. Yeah, but. 
It's different though. I quite like it. It is. It's very. It is very. It's quite bitter and warming. Yes, it's like a winter drink. Um, just a quick one. Yes. The <clears throat> I, I as I think I said in the podcast last week that it's pretty obvious that I'm not a football fan. But while we were recording last week's um, podcast, Liverpool were playing Barcelona and they lost 3-0 in they the did. Champions League semi-final. Look at my knowledge. You are so knowledge. I know, right? Wow. And then, so last night, Barcelona played Liverpool again in the second leg, uh, this time at home for Liverpool, which is in Liverpool. Um <laughs> And Liverpool won 4-0 against all of the odds and were through to the final. And it was pretty damn excellent. I watched the last 20 minutes and it was very exciting. It was... That cheeky little corner. It was... Yes, how cheeky. was genius. It was the rudest corner I've ever seen. Oh my goodness, it was... To have the balls to go for that when... Hello? You know, it's, it's your Champions League on the line was incredible it worked so well it was great even the goalkeeper was looking the opposite way initially yeah. it was it well, it's because he started walking away from the ball yeah. didn't he and then all of a sudden ran back and did it and kicked it in it was so smart yeah it was really really good I am um, yeah I was, I'm so happy for Liverpool um, I don't you know I don't care loads for football um, and I'm not a Liverpool supporter but oh you can't not love Liverpool for doing that it was for taking cool. out Barcelona yeah first year with VAR this year which is the well your video referee yeah uh, where they can catch out people for doing dives and things yeah. like that and uh, not a single El Clasico team has made it into the final <laughs> yeah I'm just saying yeah. like, you know Real Madrid or Barcelona kind of known to uh, be a little bit floppy uh, <laughs> none of them have have managed to dive their way into the final oh that's interesting it is interesting ah, yeah does correlation always mean causation in this case yes yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was pretty oh, it was pretty impressive though that was a yeah we spoke a few weeks back about better graces sporting comebacks um, obviously for me the Tiger Woods are still going to win but people are saying that this is one of the best it's pretty amazing. It's almost... No, it's, it's actually... It's the opposite. The greatest sporting loss. Because Barcelona did the exact same thing last year, you know. In the quarterfinals, I think it was, against Roma. They had a 3-0 lead. And then in the second leg, they uh, they lost. But I think, isn't that just... Oh, it's what? Barcelona lost? Yeah. Oh, again? Again. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh. So, you know, greatest, greatest comebacks, yes. But also just like... Biggest fans. <laughs> yeah. Incredible achievement to bottle that when yeah. you've got, I don't know, half a billion pounds worth of players on your, on your team. Yeah. I've got another little thing talking about Tiger Woods again, because yes. I always have to mention Tiger of Woods course. in every episode. Yes. Um, have you seen he's been given that um, award from America, the President of America? I the Presidential that. Medal of Freedom. Or, Has he? Yeah. Wow. Which is the highest public award you can get in America. Yeah, that's right. That's what... Was he? I mean, for golf. Yeah. Or is it? Did he get it from Donald Trump? Yeah. So it's probably to do with the prostitutes, actually. I never thought of it from that <laughs> angle. He's applauding his his use <laughs> of prostitutes. Prostitute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. I think there's been there's been four other four other golfers. No, he is the fourth golfer now. I think to get it. 
Yeah. And I was I was looking into it because it's, it's meant to be for like services to your country, but then it's also they add into that like, well, basically really good sportsman. It's like a knighthood. It's exactly like a knighthood. Yeah. I think it is literally the same thing, but in America. Yeah. Um, good for do, you, do you think he deserves it? Yeah, if you think of it like a knighthood, then probably, probably, yeah. I mean, he's done some pretty awesome things. I think knighthoods are given out far too much. Mm. I think, uh, firstly, they're completely useless. Like, if you can't schmite anyone anymore, then yeah. what's the point in having a knighthood? <laughs> but also, you know, people are kind of getting them for their for their services to film or something like that. It's like, no, what they got for their services for film was about £50 million pounds per film they did you know that's yeah. that's what they don't need a flipping knighthood as well you know they've yeah they've, they've had enough cool stuff so uh yeah i think i think knighthoods and presidential medals of freedom should be reserved for people who jump on grenades and 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 fight baddies and do stuff like that yeah because i think i would agree i think if you because because obviously there are already other people in that category that have got them i think uh, Tiger deserves it because he's he's getting it for his golfing achievements. Yes. Um, for obviously not for his social achievements <laughs> no. because he wouldn't be getting it. No. Um, but then, like you said, um, one that I do agree with <coughs> is Ian Botham, the um, ex-England all-rounder cricket player, um, probably one of the best cricket players there's ever been. I He didn't get it until quite later on after he retired and he mainly got it then for um, his services to um, charities. Yeah. He did loads and loads of charity events. It raised millions of pounds. Yeah, exactly. Stuff like that. Stuff where you're going above and beyond your job. Mm. So, you know, it's not, it's not a soldier's job to jump on a grenade or to, to fight against the odds in, in an actual bullet battle. So they deserve an award for you know, doing stuff yeah. like that. Um, but indeed, similarly, social workers who, um, you know, don't just clock off at five, uh, but also, you know, maybe take the time to walk, walk their, walk, walk their, um, subjects home sort of yeah. thing. And, and, you know, really go above and beyond to make sure the families they, they care for are cared for. And, and similarly, yes, sports persons can, get it but not as a not for their sporting achievements that would be my opinion but instead for what they do when they're not playing sports yeah I guess in a way if you're going to get it for your sporting achievements then everyone should be get it everyone who's good at their job should get it exactly yeah because that is their job and they're good at it yeah you never see a kick-ass bin man no getting it and well, no, if anything they're more useful person. Yeah, hell yes. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Although you could say Liverpool took out the trash yesterday. Yeah, oh, oh. Leave there's a door. Sorry, yeah. Okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> That'd be a lonely podcast for you. <laughs> Just talking through your topics on your tongue. <laughs> yeah, but um, speaking of more topics, I've got. Like I said, I've got loads of little things to talk about. This I can week. see the list. Um, that's not the whole list. That's like they're more big topic ones that oh, I think will come to another time. Oh, cool. These are those the little. Ones. Got, I can't actually like read them but I, I just like that's a lot we've got to get through oh no I'm never going to do Thank all goodness. of those um, yes it's when we were talking about um, we talked about cricket slightly just then as well um, obviously Alex Hales is in trouble who's so Alex Hales he was in the World Cup squad um, you know, the up and coming World Cup in, in England 
and he was then banned um, for I think two failed recreational drug tests. Uh, they tried to keep it quiet. Why were you taking drug tests recreationally? Oh dear. Um, what a knob. <laughs> and um, they tried to keep it quiet from the press, but someone someone leaked it. And so because of that, they were, uh, so the ECB um, are kind of like, okay, we better do something about this now. So then they've now banned him. And the thing that's really annoyed me is he should absolutely be banned because he's gone in trouble a few times. He was, you know, when Ben Stokes um, was in court for, for beating up that guy, he was also there. He's always at the wrong place. I say wrong place at the wrong time, but he seems to do it to himself. Um, so he also got banned uh, from playing for England uh, or dropped from the England side. And a week later, um, not let him play. Oh, How does that work? I think that's just such a disappointing decision. And, you know, he's meant to be, you know, these rules are meant to be there to scare other people from doing it. And so what's happening now is he's still on the England payroll, but he's just playing for knots instead of England until eventually England will be like, oh, your band's up, you can come and play for us again. Yeah. Well, he'll just be like, all right, cool, I've got away lightly that. Yeah. I just don't understand that. And yeah. Ridiculous. Carry on doing it. So that, that frustrates me in that the week. That is frustrating. You know what, I've, so I've just poured myself a bit more of my the 1% beer. I dare say my 1% beer looks better than your 7%, 7.7% beer. Yeah. It, it looks, looks more, more New England-like. It does. It looks more New England-like. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, mm. I'm going to see, but this is my first try of it after having that, so it's going to be interesting whether I can taste anything I'm at all. I'm enjoying this. It's still not bad, actually. It's still not bad. <laughs> I think I'm coming around to that. I'm, I'm, Has it got less fizzy yet? A little less fizzy, yeah. <laughs> a, little more, a little more palatable. Um, okay, so a different topic. Yes. Uh, you went and saw the Avengers. I did went and did went. Good English. Did go, <laughs> did go and see. <laughs> I did went and event. Yes. I Obviously, did, it's completely scrambled your mind. Yeah, I went and saw the Avengers yesterday morning at ten a.m. Oh wow! Uh, I don't, well, I worked all weekend really, um, other than going and buying a car and watching literally half an hour of Formula W, aka W series. <laughs> and um, so I thought, oh, I'm going to take my Tuesday morning and go and watch it. Uh, of course, that ended up being half of Tuesday afternoon because it is. Such a long film. Did you did you manage to survive? Did your yeah. bladder survive? Yeah, I don't get why this is such a big thing. No, I don't. Like, <laughs> it's three hours. Normal people should be able to hold their bladder for three hours. Yeah, there's only babies that can't. Yeah. Also, though, I, I do have a flip side to that argument, which is it's over three hours. When I went and saw 2001 A Space Odyssey remastered last year, so that's a 1968 film, Stanley Kubrick. Beautiful, incredible film. And I know when it was made in 1968, it was so long that they put an interval in the film. Yeah, my parents recently talked about it. They used to do that in quite a lot of films. In a, and they used to do it in a lot of films, exactly. But they, in this film, everyone, because it's three hours long, half an hour and a half in, it ended and everyone loved it. You know, everyone got up, stretched their legs, went and had a wee, came back, you know, chatted to the fella next to me about the film for a bit. And they carried on. And it's like, that should be a thing. That absolutely should be a thing. Because I was nervous yesterday about about needing to use the bathroom. <laughs> so I intentionally didn't get myself a Coca-Cola. So you didn't enjoy the whole cinema experience as much. And I didn't, exactly. Yeah. I kind of missed out on the cinema experience. Whilst had I been like, it's fine, there's going to be an interval. 
I would have got myself my large large Pepsi and uh, and had some popcorn and and yeah, gone for it. I get that, but obviously I'm not seeing the film, and you know, as a pre warning, we're not going to say any spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm not seeing it, but I can imagine when if, with a film that intense, how do you find a point where you can just cut? Because I, I find that so hard sometimes. Like, say if we're watching a film and someone says, oh, can you just pause that? And I'm like, really? Now? You want to pause it? I think there would have been times, though, in the Avengers film. I think there are lulls in most films. Mm. And even if there aren't, not many people are going to... Pe- not many people are going to be like, if, if it just becomes the norm. True. It's just going to be part of it. You know, it's just... Well, they think films are getting longer, aren't they? I mean, there's... Yeah. I, I listened to on the radio earlier. There's... Um, I think they're planning on four more um, Avatar films. I know the yeah. second one's coming out relatively soon, but they're planning on four more. They've just moved it back today to 2021. Classic. September 2021. I think they're planning on four more, and the last one being two hours, 45 minutes or something. They're, gonna, they're expecting these to be well over three hours. Yeah, it's... And then obviously there's more... Um, they announced today more Star Wars films are coming out. There's going to be another um, another trilogy after this one's finished, <sighs> and that won't finish until 2026. And apparently, they're going to be ridiculously long as well. Crikey! I just think maybe maybe this needs to be a thing because films. I think the films are just going to carry on getting longer. Yeah, well, I think so, and I don't mind that. I mean, it's value for money. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it'd just be nicer. It'd be better. Tell you what value for money the cinemas would also make more money out of it because you go and get more refreshments halfway you would yeah so they'd love it exactly yeah I went, I went with with my mate Jack oh yeah um, and he had finished all his aero bubbles by the time the yeah. halfway through so he would have happily he would have gone and got himself some more I'm sure oh okay, yeah. okay. without giving any spoilers away yeah how was it it was very good um, I can't spoil I won't spoil anything but I initially had a panic that it was going to be terrible. Um, but it turned out it was very good. And This must be quite hard for you because you can't say anything. Yeah, and <laughs> um, it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was very clever. You really got the impression, I think as we were talking about it last week, and it really certified that I do believe that Ten years ago, when they started to write the script for Iron Man, um, the original Iron Man film, they really had End Game mm. in their mind. I, I can't help but I can't believe that they haven't because of how well it all yeah. all stitches together so perfectly. And it was more of a, I think the as a film, it's not like um, it's not a wondrous Oscar-winning film. It might win an Oscar if they buy one, but. Um, because it wasn't a you know it wasn't a work a much of a work of art mm. but it was an amazing thing to almost be a part of and to, to view it and coming to a conclusion after after yeah. 10 years it was very very impressive in that way and uh, yeah well worth the money definitely to go really? and see yeah it was and you, you've not seen Captain Marvel have you no and it, did it impact the film much because I've no. also not seen Captain Marvel but I feel like it's too late now yeah um, I didn't see it and I did have my friend give me a run through of it okay um, but it, you didn't need it at all okay because you know from just well just from being around Captain Marvel played by Brie Larson 
and from the traders will tell you she's just a kick-ass fly do superhero yeah so you know that's about it really she in the film she flies and does superhero stuff yeah so um, yeah I'm, st- I'm still tempted to see how long do you reckon these things are in the cinema for oh these are Marvel films are in for ages yeah oh it's like two months oh okay say. yeah I've got plenty of time oh then. you've got loads of time and by that time most people have, would have watched it so it'd be quieter the cinema was really quiet even yesterday oh, but it was but it was 10am yeah. on a Tuesday and yeah. holiday weekend <laughs> such a random time to go <laughs> sensible time it's me at my most anti-social <laughs> <laughs> I was like I don't want to be surrounded by people and I didn't I had the whole row near enough to myself yeah, so Classic. it was it was it was pretty impressive. It was uh but on these films, how long do you have to go about before you can talk about them? Well, until you're allowed to now, spoil one, not... So one of the amazing things about yeah, the Marvel films and the spy and the um Star Wars films is that you really do have this community of not spoiling the film for other people. The, the you know the stars in the film tweet and get behind it yeah. and all you know and you really do actually lot everyone who goes and sees it really you know takes it on board and doesn't doesn't spoil it but therefore what time is it all right to um, to to break that does it ever stop well I don't know. I was thinking that like, so it's I was thinking to at some point I, I mean, was thinking about it in the sense of Game of Thrones because obviously Game of Thrones is the last series ever is going on at the moment and a couple of weeks ago was one of the, like the biggest episodes yet and. Yeah, I've seen loads of things about Game of Thrones on the internet in the last few weeks and all of them are you know there's, there's things going back to like there was with this thing where it was like all the all the clips of the best uh, battles throughout the whole of Game of Thrones and there was you know spoiler alerts everywhere and everything and that's talking back to the first series which was yeah. a long time ago now I don't think if the, if the film's big enough I don't think these things ever go away oh so we can never talk about it no. What, what, point, what points kept... Surely the sub, I mean, what, they're going to be doing history lessons in school. It's going to be like, right, World War Two. spoiler alert, by the way, kids, if you haven't learned about it already, Hitler dies. <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. <laughs> He's not the only one, unfortunately. I, I think... Okay, I think the point that you can talk about it is probably after... For example, with films, I think after they've been out for a, you know, six months or so in DVD oh that's so then I, think, then I think you could talk about it because by that point if anyone did want to watch it they'd have watched it by then if, if it's on Sky if it's on uh, Netflix or whatever TV thing you sign up to or if it's on DVD if you want to watch it six months after it comes out in that way out to everyone in the public then you will have watched it Great. Tune in to Hot Topics this time next year for uh, us to chat about yeah. the <laughs> latest Avengers film. <laughs> Great. Yeah, it was... Uh, but no, go see it. Go go see it. Because at least then we can talk about it off microphone. Yeah, yeah. I know, I do need to see it. Yeah. Um, speaking of Game of Thrones, um, yeah. I've managed to convince Rose to start watching it. Have you? And so we're now uh, about halfway through season one. Hey, I've Getting never, through it. I've never watched it. I've tried to watch it a couple of times. I've just never got into it. I would recommend sticking it out because it does get better. And it's tricky because all the episodes are an hour long, which is actually quite a long time for programs like that. Yeah. Um, but no, I... Oh. I do. I, the reason why I've managed to commit to watch it is because I really want to get, uh, get up to date as well because I've obviously not watched the most recent series the one that's ongoing at the moment and I'm about half of the series behind on the one before that as well 
So I feel like I've missed right. a lot. So I need to catch up. Yeah. Um, but I also started watching New Amsterdam, which is yeah. on Amazon. Yes, yeah, I remember you telling me about this a while ago. And I think it was absolutely incredible. Mm. It was, it's, it's like Modern House. You know, the program House with Hugh Laurie. I love House. Yeah. If you love House, then you absolutely love this. It's so clever. It's, it's, it's such a good program. I know that they're confirmed for a, a second series. So it's going to stick around. Sweet. I will. I'll watch that. It, honestly, it's one of the best programs I've seen in the last couple of years. Oh, nice. And I've also got, got up to date with um, the uh, Grand Tour. You probably oh. didn't like the the episode, but you know the one where they get dropped in the middle of nowhere in Mongolia? Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed that. It's so, so I really nearly... I, I was annoyed with that because I thought it could have been awesome. Mm. And there were some decisions they made which made it really annoying to me instead because I love the the best everyone knows the best Top Gears ever and the best Grand Tours are the ones where they do a long old journey yeah. and it's the three of them and you know they have maybe some tasks to go on the way or something like that but those ones are also usually the best ones of those are when they do it in some crazy car yeah I mean this and was this crazy. was a crazy car but it wasn't a, it wasn't a car it wasn't no. a car we, we can look at on Auto Trader or a car that we might be a bit nostalgic about True. or anything like that. It's not a car that you can say this costs less than £5,000 or more than £50,000. It was just a car which they had um, mocked up yeah. by a company for, I presume, a huge amount of money and no one will ever be able to see again. Do we need to do spoilers for Grand Tour? No, we don't need to do spoilers no. for Grand Tour. <laughs> well, like, this is what I was thinking about with spoilers. Sports, we had no problem talking about the Liverpool score. That's true. That is true. You know, we... And... <laughs> And but but films for some reason it's you know and and it's never with music you never like oh, <laughs> spoiler alert that Billy Eilish album is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, one thing I think they could have improved with that Grand Tour episode is um, they should have all had to make their own car from the same bits as well because I think it would have been hilarious or no, maybe not from the same bits but they've maybe got they've got too many bits for one car if that makes sense so you can if, if they were all to make a car it, they all would be different yeah I can see that would be fun because Jeremy Clarkson can't build cars no there'd be yeah disaster that, that's the thing though. that would even make the whole thing even less um, realistic to me because you just know Jeremy Clarkson just wouldn't make himself a car really and he would no. just get the crew in but I, what I wanted was them to get an old Toyota Land Cruiser an old um, I don't know an old Defender or Land Rover Series 3 exactly or something like that and someone Hammond brings a H1 Hummer yeah. or something like that and they go and do it in those because instead you, you're watching this thing and you have no idea of the characteristics of this car so you don't know where one car should you know um, be way where the car should be really good and where it should be really bad and things like that and also what really annoyed me um Oh, I guess not annoyed. What I would have loved is if they got the crew involved a bit, because it makes you know when they're like, "Oh, we're in the middle of nowhere. We've already got food for this many days." It's like, no, he's not. You can see the cameras handheld. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the best bit was when the crew car got stuck and that was crazy. out. Yeah. But that was amazing, and we were like, "Oh, that's wicked!" And this is real because you know you just get the feeling yeah. that it's actually real. And imagine having that the whole time, so that you know the crew is featured 
in those kind of series, it made the whole thing such high stakes because you'd actually get the idea that they're all in this adventure as opposed to, you know, just, yeah. you know, not actually having an adventure because you've got their safety blanket around you the whole time. But those sorts of episodes, and also when it was Top Gear, they are they're always so acted, yes, and they're always so formulated. But you know, I I can deal with that. I, I love that sort of thing. And, and you know, you one thing that I couldn't stop laughing at was you know the, with the way the car went uphill. Oh I yeah, went, it was just juddering up. Yeah, but it would have been. See, that was funny, but it would have been good if that was like, oh, this is something that. Um, yeah, Land Cruisers are known for or something like that. And it's yeah. like, oh, you bought a Land Cruiser, you're going to struggle up these hills. Or True. not that you would in a Land Cruiser, but, you know, in some sort of car. Um, and, yeah, so I was like, oh, so nearly awesome. That's what annoyed me. It wasn't about, it wasn't <coughs> super far off like the um, the RV one they did earlier in the series. Yeah. It was really close. And I was just like, oh, I could have had an amazing hour watching that as opposed to quite enjoying oh, that hour. I did that. enjoy it. I had a curry at the same time with a beer. Well, good. that's why then, isn't it? You you, you, <laughs> off, you offset it with delicious curry and beer. That's cheating. <laughs> you always watch it just while eating grass, nothing else. <laughs> it's a nice, a nice plate. So that's why I'm always miserable. What, it's throwing it. up for three hours after this. That's great. <laughs> um, should I get the last beer? Get the last I beer. I almost forgot we had another beer. We do have another beer. It's a dessert beer. I chose it. Well, it's always good to finish on dessert. It is. Well, that's what I tend to choose, actually. Every... Every week when I'm choosing two beers, I like to go for a starter beer. Hope that you'll go for a main main course beer, maybe, and then pudding beer. Yeah. This is pudding beer. This is very much. And I know beer. you've had pudding this one before. It's it's just a great classic beer. It is a classic one. beer, and I've seen it in the beer shop for ages, and I've always wanted it. But have you never had this beer? I don't. Oh, you're in for a treat. I might have had it. I can't remember if I have though. So I've gone for Tiny Rebels Stay Puffed Marshmallow Porter. Um, anyone who's into, quite into beers listening, was probably tried tried it. I guess I, I was, it was. It's been around for a while. It's, like you said, it strikes me as a classic anyway. But that's probably just because it's. I've always wanted to try it and never have. Um, it's actually got no information on it at all. So um, <laughs> <laughs> let's crack it over. Absolutely. Right. Oh, I dipped my finger in it. Oh, I'm not oh. having it now. Gross. How did I do that? Do you ever do that? Um, I don't know if that's a normal thing for people I to do. I can't say do it on purpose, but... Oh, ooh, it tastes nice, though. No, you can't... Uh, Sorry. Pour I... it. Pour it in the glasses. Sorry, oh, well, I was wiping it on your sofa. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> there you go. It smells... No, I'm really excited about this. What's the difference between a porter and a stout? Oh, I've asked this question many times. If you if you Google it, there's normally a pretty good answer. But you know you know how um, like IPAs have developed from what they originally were. Yes. Um, like now, I having a porter and having a stout nowadays, I can't tell the difference. There's, there's some I, I don't understand why this isn't a stout, but traditionally. A porter, if I get this right, so I'm probably going to be wrong. And if anyone is listening and anyone does review this, they're probably going to slate me for it. But Sweet. let's go for it anyway. Don't so, spoil it though. No, no don't, spoilers. Don't here. spoil the episode. No, I won't spoil it. No, not you then. Oh, reviewing don't, it. Okay, don't spoil the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so confused. Um, so in olden times, like when everything was in black and white, they used to make two main styles of beer. 
a pale ale and a stout. Yeah. So the I can't with the, the so the pale ale was for the um, rich people, and the stout was kind of like everything you've got left, and it was for the poor people. But then when class the class system started to get sort of less divided, and there was more of a, a spectrum of class, um, people wanted something in the middle, and they literally a porter is if I'm right, is literally where they combined the two. And originally, they did literally just mix them. They mixed uh, a pale ale with a stout. Oh. And that's where you, you got porters from. There is probably some sort of history. I think I have read it a, a while ago, but it's probably to do with the word porter as well. But, you know, it's one of those things where you look at it up online and everyone's got a reason why it's called a porter. Oh, but I, I, I think I've read somewhere um, that it is something to do with, like, porters in... Um, you know, not hotels, but in, in inns oh, yeah. and stuff. It's the sort of thing that, uh, that they wanted because they were they felt like they were better than stouts, but not they couldn't afford pale ales. I see. Um, and yeah, anyway, that's that's probably all absolute bullshit. But um, there well, you go. This is delicious, though. Oh, I've been so I've been lovely. enjoying it. It smells well, so sweet. This is so nice. This it is, does smell like marshmallow. This is my oh, this is my kind of beer. I love these stupid beers. That's good. so nice. It's just, yeah, it is marshmallow, it's sweet, it's just like, a, it is pudding. You could, you could, how good would that be? And you could totally do it, have a dinner party, that would be rubbish, part of it, because people, but at the end of it, instead of pudding, you just serve pudding stouts. I'm in. That'd be amazing, I'm in, because I'm, I'm not a massive pudding fan, but yeah. I really, really love this that. This would be quality. It is absolutely delicious. The other thing that I, uh, you know, about five or six years ago was the other thing that you, they said you could tell the difference between a porter and a stout is porters you can see through and they're like a dark, dark purpley colour. This is black. Yeah, you can't see through can't that see at all. Anything. No. Also, so, I think, to be honest, nowadays, if you make a dark beer, you can call it a porter or a stout and no one will complain. Could. This is really nice though. This is. I realised we didn't give the other beer ratings. Oh no. So um, should we give that a rating and then quickly give this a rating? Yes. I imagine this is going to be quite high. But um, I'm giving that 6.5. The yeah. The uh, New England IPA from didn't Black Iris. Didn't care um, much. I'm, what do you go, 6.5? Yeah, I don't know if I'm even being generous there. I think you are being generous because yeah. I'm going to go for a 6.9. Oh. I enjoyed it. And you liked it more than me. I did it I did I really enjoyed it, which is why it's nearly a seven. Because seven sevens for me are beers that I would buy again, I think. I see. But I probably wouldn't buy it again. I did really enjoy it, but I probably wouldn't I'm not overly fussed about it. I yeah, I didn't rate it. I I've been too 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 kind. I'm bringing it back down oh, no. to a five. Oh yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I realise I've been way too nice oh. there. I've been way too oh, nice. Oh, you poor boy. And I didn't care. In fact, there's nothing I liked about that. Oh. There's nothing I liked about it. So even five generous. Minus four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I will give it five because I probably, you know, could enjoy it. But it wasn't, yeah, because the, yeah, this on the other hand. God, you I'm, can I'm rate rather, rather than slating that beer, I'm just going to move on to this nice beer. And say this gets a eight out of ten. I was gonna go, I was gonna go the same, but I feel like there was a beer copycat. There was a beer a while ago that we gave an eight, and it was a stout again. I can't remember if it was Yellow Belly, um, or it could have been Yellow Belly. It could have been Yellow Belly, and I don't know if it is it a Yellow Belly. 
I've got a soft spot for yellow belly. That's probably the only reason. I'll go... Oh, I was going to go into hundreds then. That's just stupid. Um, stupid. Oh, I'm going to copy you. I'm going to go eight. Nice. I good think choice. it is a good... It's a very good We beer. rated it below that cherry donut style, which I totally agree with. I thought that yes. was incredible. I can't even remember who made that, but I won that again. Yeah. Even though it gave me a headache. Um, that was great. Mm. Mm. Should we call it there? Yeah, I'm just going to sit and enjoy this beer. Right, well, I've finished. Because that's absolutely delicious. i finished my beer. Have some more. I can't have more. No, you can't. It's going to do me. <laughs> this is the, the stupid rubbish. Right, I'm going to go drink water. Oh, also, if anyone's listening, um, so probably a bit of an explanation. Um, Graham can't drink beer. He just gets a headache all the time. So if there's any doctors listening who have any solutions, because as you can see, he's quite frustrated with this. Yeah. <laughs> if they've got any solutions whatsoever other than don't drink beer. It's literally like, it just came out of nowhere. Like, it used to be fine. It's pretty recent, fine. Isn't it? And then all of a sudden it's, yeah. You, you used to be well known for not having hangovers. Yeah. Last week I had, what, half a pint in total? And next day I was so headachey. Mm. So... Yeah, something's got to be done. But uh, in the meantime, I'm going to go waterboard myself. (laughs) (laughs) So please, suggestions quickly, please. (laughs) You've got seven minutes. (laughs) Right, Right, wrap it up. Cheers. Cool. Right, see you next week. Thank you very much. Okay, bye.